What is going on, everybody? And welcome to the last episode of the NFL season for Back to the Field. This is definitely not going to be our last episode ever, but this is the last episode that Eric and I are going to be covering for the 2020 NFL season. Congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs and my boy Andy Reid for getting that Super Bowl victory. Shout out to the XFL with a hot start and can't wait for all the impending offseason news with quarterbacks shifting teams and the upcoming NFL draft. So this episode, we're not giving you our usual takes on weekly picks and the betting lines for our gambling degenerates out there. But moving forward, we are going to be looking to you guys as our listeners to give us some content, kind of fill in the void, might be doing a betting and sports gambling for dummies to kind of kick off the offseason. But for one last time for this past season and your favorite two podcasters, sit back, relax, crack open that beer, and as always, listen responsibly. Let's get it. So yeah, dude. I mean, NFL season's over finally. Uh, I don't want to say finally, but you know, it, it's a. Uh, I don't even want to say it's like a long time coming. NFL's over. Um, luckily enough, uh, I don't know if you've caught, man. Uh, XFL games are actually fairly interesting. A lot of, a lot of players that you like just forgot. But like, I mean, obviously, like we follow college football a lot more. So, but then there's like players that you like you know in college football that. You know, they said they declared for the draft and they sort of just like disappeared. But it was nice seeing like players like Cardell Jones, um, Cam Phillips is playing in the XFL. Like, uh, and then there's like a couple other like studs that you found in college that just didn't really pan out in XFL. But yeah, um, they're either like NFL rejects or they're just flame outs or they're just undrafted college players that just couldn't make the practice squad or the teams. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're at, they were good. They're probably some of the best coming out of high school, but there's, you know, so many kids that do come out. There's only so much that could, you know, yeah. make colleges and make the pros. And so, you know, it's going to be good games, I think, just, you know, no matter what, because it's even level playing field. You know, it's, yeah. you know, it's just like you go to a, a college game or a high school game, you're playing against the same, like pretty much age levels and talent level on both high correct, school and correct. college. And you know, you're going to have some good games just because, you know, it's not the best of the best, but it's when it's an even playing field, usually you can still get a competitive game, whether it's high scoring or good defense or good defense compared to who you're playing against. Yeah. And like, I mean, sure. I think like players know that they're not going to be getting paid like the millions of dollars that you would in the NFL. From what I saw, but... it's like the minimum is like 55000 So it's not much. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not terrible. But, right? I mean, but for like, three months I, I... work, that's pretty good. Yeah. And I think that thing too, I think a lot of players might be using this as like a springboard maybe into the NFL, right? Oh, like, sure. Absolutely they are. Um, almost think of it like the professional Juco for yeah, for it, lack of better words. It, it would be ignorant to think that the NFL execs of whoever is look or scouts, whoever looks over college groups and, you know, for potential new talent to bring on board. It'd be very ignorant to say that they're not looking at the XFL at all. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, see, what's interesting, like they would have to be – 
I'm sure there would have to be some sort of like specific clause or something like that, just because like obviously you you want to give all the players an even playing chance, but it's also that you know, are you going to take someone fresh out of college who's probably just on, let's say, the bubble? Or are you going to take someone who's played like three months of like, you know, not college football, but not professional football either in the XFL, right? So like, who do you take right. a chance so that, on? And I think that's almost, that almost in lies the problem with some of these guys that can't make, um, like some of these teams, is they, you know, they might need like a couple more years to... Um, you know, train on their uh, specifics, you know, whether it's route running or, you know, catching. And, you know, some, some guys need more than just four years of college to really, you know, grow as a athlete and be ready for the NFL. And, you know, some people don't make it and they stay on the practice squad or some don't even get that far. And, um, you know, there probably are some players that needed the XFL or some kind of league that's kind of like the G League, like NBA or, um, kind of like the minor league system like it is for for MLB baseball. Um, so it could yeah. be like this where, now again, most of the guys I think are like 26 or older. Um, so they're not super young. But hey, if you have a guy that's 22, graduates, spends a year or two you know, in the XFL, in the XFL you know, 23, yeah. 24, who wouldn't want to take a chance on that? I mean, that's, that's still very young. I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe before we kind of go up on the XFL, right, let's – Kind of give an homage to to this previous season of the NFL. Um, Chiefs beat San Francisco. Uh, a lot more exciting game than I think a lot of people may have, I think, pegged it out to be. Um, obviously, Kansas City kind of pulled away at the end. Uh, but that, I think, had more to do with just at the end of the day, I think the Chiefs had more of that like, explosiveness on their end with some of their individual talents where I think 49ers overall as a team are just a bit more of a complete team. Um, but still, I mean, Patrick Mahomes did his thing and, you know, Sammy Watkins had big plays and I, I'm just glad to see Andy Reid finally get um, that kind of ever elusive Super Bowl victory. Yeah. I think um, everyone was happy for him. Um, I mean, 49ers probably should have won that game. They totally went away from their game plan in the fourth quarter. I don't know why. But. Yeah, well, I mean that's the kind of that's the kind of Achilles heel of teams that run a lot, right? I mean, you could even take Titans, Ravens. I'm just looking at like other playoff teams here, um, maybe even like Bills, Texans, something like that. Like, if you are such a run heavy team and you get behind, like even if it's two scores, like you can't just continuously run the ball and eat the clock up, right? So you got to rely on your playmakers where. You know, you look at the Achilles heels for a lot of those teams that I just said. I mean, you take away the run game or you put them behind a couple scores, like it's very hard for them to come back, right? Um, but, you know, I guess that being said, right, you know, just to sort of recap this past season, you know, you want to give any, like, what are your thoughts, you know, if you had to, let's say, grade this season overall, you know, A through F, like, what are you, what are you thinking? Well, it's an absolute A just because the Patriots weren't in the Super Bowl or they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I think everyone, I mean, it's Kansas City. You know, we didn't know who's going to come out of the NFC East. I don't think many people thought, I mean, many people thought 49ers were going to be good. I don't think they thought they were going to be this good and make it to the Super Bowl that quick. I mean, it wasn't until three, four years ago they were picking in the top, 
you know, two rounds with the NFL draft, um, you know, back to back or every other year. And here they are now. So I think that was more of a surprise to everybody. Um, you know, of course, having Kyle Shanahan as their coach now kind of changes their game plan or changed their game plan on the offensive side. Uh, so that helped and, you know, built up a good defense, had good draft picks, good free agent signings. But I don't think it was a surprise to Kansas City or people or Kansas City being in the NFL. I think a lot of people picked them as a favorite to win it all. Um, yeah. It was fun watching them. They, they were the only ones. I think it was the only team in NFL history to be down by 10 points uh, in every playoff game, including the Super Bowl, and to win them all. Um, wow. Did yeah, not know that. I, wow. I believe so, yeah, because they were down, you know, down by, what, 21 points, 24 points to the Chargers. Or not the Chargers, the Texans, then Texans, down 10 yeah. to the, um, uh, the Titans, Titans, yep. And then they were down by 10 in the second half to uh, – 49ers yeah San Francisco 49ers so that, that was kind of cool within itself uh that they were able to pull that off um yeah but yeah I, I'm kind of done with it not nothing no uh big huge takeaways I think uh I think the good teams you know no one's really gonna have a huge drop off except for the, the only two teams I could really see a huge drop off from being a good team to being a bad team is you know uh, obviously, with the Saints, if Drew Brees doesn't come back, then you know they yes they have Teddy Bridgewater, but he might want to try to get a you know more lucrative deal. Maybe the Saints try to draft somebody in the first round. Who knows? And then of course you know with uh, New England with Tom Brady, we expect him to come back, but for whatever reason he doesn't. I don't see him signing anywhere else. That's kind of ludicrous just to think that. Maybe retirement. Um, but if he doesn't return for whatever reason, then you know, obviously you expect to drop off and I bet they wish they had Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo now. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's interesting you say that, like, I, I mean, maybe just to touch on, yeah, I kind of agree with you as well. It was, I think it was overall like just a nice season. Um, it was nice to see some teams that you like normally wouldn't see in the playoffs, you know, like your Titans, Ravens, Bills. Um, I mean, Texans made a pretty good push as well. Uh, I will agree that it was nice to see the Patriots uh, not in the Super Bowl um, and see like two other teams, and even from like the NFC side, right? Like, yeah, I think the the kind of the run that the 49ers put together, and then the kind of wild race that was going on within the NFC East, and it, it was, I think, just an overall like an exciting season. But I, I do agree with you as well because I was going to ask you, like, all right, like based on the teams that were in the playoffs, like who do you think is not going to make it, both on NFC and AFC side? And I, I kind of agree with you as well. I think. Well, I wouldn't say not make the playoffs, but see a significant drop off. Could always happen year in year out. Some people who are in the playoffs, whether wild card or barely won the division, so they got, you know, they played a wild card team. It's like it's only a game or two a difference for a lot of these divisions. But I, I'm talking about significant yeah, but I mean, drop off. Sure. I mean, yeah, but I mean, let's just say, like, I mean, let's, let's take a look at the Patriots, right? Like, do you, I mean, obviously, I think all signs are pointing out that he's not going to be a Patriot next season. But if he leaves, I, I, as a betting man, would not put any money on the Patriots coming out of the AFC East, right? I think they're on the East. Um, Like, that division is, I think, just going to overall be better. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, it's going to be a significant drop-off. Like, uh, agreed, like, Patriots might come in, like, second. Like, I, I really don't have much faith in, you know, the Jets and, 
you know, we can touch upon Miami later. I know they have a litany of picks, but like it's it kind of comes back to I think you know the Browns theory, right? They had all this talent, but they just couldn't put it together. So, you know, Patriots could be sitting at the number two seed, but I just think overall, like looking at the wild card, I think the Bills are going to take a huge step. I think the Titans have sort of figured out what's going on. You know, once they figure out if they're going to keep Tannehill or uh, move on with them, which I think they're going to move on. Like push comes to shove, they got to pay both Henry and. Tannehill, and I think they're probably going to keep Henry over Tannehill. Oh, 100%. Um, but yeah, that being said, too, I think on the NFC side, um, the, you know, it, it's kind of hard. I, I, I do agree with you. I don't think, you know, if Drew Brees does leave the Saints, you know, it is going to be a drop-off in skill between the Saints and Teddy Bridgewater. Um, sorry, Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater. But I don't know, man. For from what I'm from what I'm hearing, like he's uh, Drew Brees said he's going to either play one more season or retire. I I don't think he's going to put on another jersey. Um, but I guess that being said, maybe just like the flip side, right? Any of the teams that maybe didn't make it in the playoffs or you know didn't make it far in the playoffs that you think will probably make a bigger push, if not you know into the divisional, if not the conference championships. Um, you got any teams in mind, either on both? I think I've kind of said on the AFC side and NFC, I think it, it should be very interesting to see. I mean, I'm picking like three teams, but it should be very interesting to see how the Ravens, the Texans, and the Bills sort of shape up. Uh, Ravens are, I mean, they're returning Lamar Jackson. I think they have pretty much everyone on that offense, and they were the number one scoring offense uh, in the league last year. Um, I think Bills have a very dynamic Bills sort of offense. Just, Bills kind needs of, like a go-to receiver. They just... I, I agree. That's what I was going to say. They're like one receiver away. Like, you know, just looking at some of the top talents, like they're like a C.D. Lamb or, you know, like a Tyreek Hill. Like one of those like explosive that, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to drop it down 60 yards. Just hopefully this dude is going to go up and get it. Uh, I agree. They need like that one receiver. Like I don't think John Brown is is doing it for him. Um, but you know, I think another receiver to take that off, you know, would be even actually someone like uh, what's his name, like Will Fuller, right? Like a Will Fuller to DeAndre Hopkins, like you know, someone to <clears throat> also kind of make those big plays downfield because you know that John Brown's going to usually draw the double coverage on him, but uh. Yeah, yeah, what are you thinking? I mean, uh, so, yeah, the Bills, obviously, they're in the playoffs. So was, that's not really a huge jump, per se. Um, I wouldn't say the Rams, because Rams just don't have any picks. I mean, they, they've traded them all. They went all in this year and didn't happen. Um, Ro- uh, Pittsburgh, they're kind of on the fringe. You know, Roethlisberger's getting old. They don't really have really a QB set in stone, really. He's apparently coming back. It though. might be, but he's in the he's wrong. He's over thirty five years old. I mean, he just he's he's not getting yeah. better. Um, Bears, they're kind of middle of the pack. You know, I would say they need another go to receiver. Uh, but I'm not sold on Trubisky. You know, it just oh never will be. Um, Dallas is so hard to figure out because they have a great, great offensive line. They have a lot of talent on defense. They have a good number one receiver, not a great, and Amari Cooper. Maybe they need a second receiver as well to kind of get a, um, 
you know, kind of gets some pressure off him because they don't really have a good receiver opposite side of him. Um, you know, he's a free agent, oh, right? Cooper. Yeah, yeah. So you, you are correct. So if they sign him, obviously if they don't, then they're definitely going to be in the market for a um, uh, Yeah, I mean, they also got to figure out what they're going to do with Dak as well. Right. Like, do you pay Dak or do you move on? Yeah, so there's really not many teams in the bottom half. I mean, maybe Cleveland, if, if you know Baker gets his head out of his ass and, you know, uh, and they keep Landry and uh, Odell Beckham Jr., um, cause they definitely have the talent on offense to be good. I think they need, they did trade some players away on defense. So they probably need to get, you know, uh, some players on defense, get that right. Uh, one team that I could see making a huge jump, uh, would definitely be, um, you know, Arizona Cardinals, you know, Fitz, yeah, Fitzgerald's probably retiring. If he's coming back and for another year, so be it. They, they just got to give him a, a weapon. You know, some kind of weapon because David Johnson probably is not coming back, but they'll probably sign um, uh, the the running back that they signed midseason uh, from Drake. Oh yeah, Kenyon Drake. So he seemed like a good fit. Um, they need to show yeah. up the defense because that wasn't so hot. But I could see him making a jump with the second year with Kyler Murray, and then you know, Camp, Par- Carolina Panthers. There's they're kind of a wild card as well, just because you know, does Cam Newton come back? Is he coming back? He's not that old. He's like 31. Uh, is how healthy is he? And if he's healthy, then he can definitely turn that team with um, McCaffrey there. Um, but do you think he stays though? Like, so, you know, like Ron Rivera left, right? Greg Olson and Carolina Panthers parted away. Luke Keekley retired. Like, you legitimately only have McCaffrey on the team. Whereas, like, I was reading up some ESPN articles, like, there's a scenario that Cam Newton goes to Las Vegas. Or he goes to like the Chargers or some shit like. I mean, that. I don't know. I mean, I'm just assuming that he does. Um, I have no, no one knows know where anyone's going to go. I mean, where, where it's, I mean, the fact that we're having an argument or a discussion that you know where not you and us, but just people in the media, is Tom Brady going to sign with the Cowboys? Is you know where is Philip Rivers going to sign? Is he going to play again? I mean, I mean, we have no clue. We can speculate as all much as we want. I'm just assuming yeah. that. <laughs> I'm assuming that he's coming back to Carolina just because he's probably welcome back there, and I think he's he's still under contract, so it's not like he's a free agent. Um. So yeah, you have them. Everybody else, I'm like, you know, who's at the bottom? Probably going to stay at the bottom for the most part. Maybe a couple win, you know, change here and there. Uh, but I mean. Chargers are going to be probably bad. Miami bad. Giants probably still bad, unless you know Daniel Jones makes a huge leap, and they probably need to draft and sign a couple of free agents on the defensive side. Um, Lions bad with Stafford. He's getting old and hurt. Redskins horrible. Bengals rebuilding from top to bottom. So yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot of chalk. There's not. I don't think there's you know who's ever good now. They're pretty much in good standing to remain good. They've got a good young pieces or solid pieces and the positions that you need it to. Again, the only huge change again would it be again New England and Saints. Depending on the QB situation, I could see huge drops, and then I could see the only really huge increase I could probably see. Uh, is maybe Arizona with second-year Kyler Murray. Uh, maybe Falcons are 7-9. You know, they, they still have some good good pieces there. I know Julio Jones is like 31-32, but uh, they've, they've got, you know, good receiver. They had, uh, what's his name, Calvin Ridley, opposite side of him, so he'll probably take over yeah. the number one spot when and if um, 
Julio Jones moves on to another place or retires, which I don't expect anytime soon. But yeah, I think a, I mean I think like you said, a lot of teams are a lot of teams are really just up in the air based on kind of what what actually pans out in this entire like QB trade, like free agency, right? <laughs> Um, I think there's a lot of QBs in flux that like could really change the trajectory. Yeah, of a lot even of QBs. I brought up Julio Jones, and I would just always remember when I think of Julio Jones, I think of this guy just because they're in the same draft class, and both teams traded up to get them. Um, AJ Green, like he does not want to be with the Bengals anymore, especially with rebuilding. Where is he going to go to? That could totally change the landscape. But one team, yeah, you know, if you need just a you know a nice number one to hold over for a couple of years while you groom another guy that you draft or. Maybe you just need a solid number two opposite side of your stud number one. Uh, that could definitely yeah. change the landscape of you know whether a team you know uh, or landscape of a team getting better, assuming it's a good fit. So, yeah, no, I think this year's offseason should be like fairly interesting. Uh, just with all the yeah, I completely forgot like AJ Green's up. I think even Clowney is up for contract as well. Um, and especially with Raiders moving to Vegas, uh, Gruden's got like a crap ton of picks. Um, so it should just be very interesting to see like how everything plays out. Obviously, people are speculating like who's going to go where and how the domino effects are going to sort of fall afterwards. But um, I- I'm sure we'll probably do an episode as as the free agency market heats up. We'll we'll try to kind of plug and play. Yeah, ourselves. you are right about yeah. Clowney is a free agent, and he's yeah. only twenty seven, so he'll he'll make his money. Yeah, dude, could you imagine if Clowney somehow made his way to uh, to the Raiders, and then pretty much John Gruden goes from being a dumbass for trading away Khalil Mack to being like the genius of them all? That would be nice. That certainly would be nice. Um, dude, speaking of Vegas, do we have to go there for a game? I know it's going to be ludicrous expensive, but. Like, I really, really want to go to Vegas. You know, just you know for a uh, this being a three day week, and I also do have Monday off at when you first asked me. So I found that out. Uh, Amar is actually going to Vegas this weekend, and the Washington Capitals happen to be playing yeah. in Vegas during the time he's going. So I'm kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we were, where were we that we, uh, that we spoke about this? Uh, I, I legit feel like it was like, oh, yeah, it was at during the, oh, during the yes. McGregor oh, fight. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were talking, we, we were yeah, telling we him he bought the tickets. Right. Like then and there, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we were like, I mean, if you're there, hell yeah, you got to go to one of those games. That's another thing. Go to like a Vegas night. I actually told uh, so uh, Colleen's right now and um, uh, in Vegas right now. So I told her like, oh, you know, you definitely got to gamble and like do this, do that. But like, she wasn't about it. But that being said, I would love to go to definitely a. I mean, obviously, I'm not as big of a hockey fan as you are, but I just still think just from the videos. A Vegas Knights game would be fun, but I think also just a Las Vegas Raiders game should be should be pretty dope as well. Like a nice yeah, early it's just going to be hard. It's going to be hard to go to one or at least one at a reasonable price because for the first year, it's just going to be that's all people are going to want to see, especially the people that live there, and of course, being a destination city. Yeah, you know, people who are going to be in Vegas those weekends are probably going to want to go to the games regardless. And instead of leaving Sunday like everyone does, they probably leave Monday. Yeah. Could you imagine a nice like one o'clock game? Stay there for like four hours, go back to your hotel, crash, wake up, and start gambling again. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, it would have to be one o'clock because I don't think yeah, all West Coast are either four o'clock or later. So yeah, so it's not like you have early morning games yeah. there, like you do sometimes on the like middle Eastern or Mountain Time games. Yeah, um, but yeah, dude, I mean, that's kind of pretty much it about the NFL, maybe. 
maybe let's just to kind of end looking at a very, very, very early betting for next year's uh, Super Bowl champions. Um, top six is Kansas City, Ravens, 49ers, Saints, Patriots, and Cowboys as the uh, as the favorite. I mean, in that order, obviously, like they're they've got their respective. I think the biggest jump goes from like 49ers are sitting at plus 900, and then Saints, Patriots are at plus 14, Cowboys are at plus 17. Um, but yeah, and then you kind of go down the list. I mean, Buffalo Bills are at a plus 3,300. Um, well, I mean, I, I think it's there's not much, there's pretty easy to assume who may or may yeah. not just because. Uh, you look at the teams that made it now, even just a, not just Super Bowl, but even like top four, top eight teams that made the playoffs or 10, I guess. Um, all of them have pieces that are just going to be there for a long time and young, good, solid pieces, you know, and you know, Kansas City is going to be, you know, with Mahomes is only what, 23, 24. They're going to be going to the playoffs year in, year out. And because they know they're here to have the pieces on the offense, they're just going to be loading up or retooling on the defense, which is probably their weakness. Yeah. Um, and which, then San Francisco to, you know, you mentioned the Ravens. Yeah, Patriots. See, yeah, that's, that's, that's what's interesting, right? Patriots are sitting at plus 1,400, even with everyone knowing that this guy's uh, Brady's leaving. Now, but what's even more interesting, Houston Texans are sitting at plus 3,200 to win which i mean sure it, it's again this is like we're what only a couple weeks removed from from the super as bowl as long as bill o'brien is their coach they're not going anywhere and they just promoted him i think to gm of the team as well so yo dude I, I washington redskins plus fifteen thousand. yeah it's probably last <laughs> oh yeah it's it's Bengals, dolphins redskins <laughs> I thought I saw somewhere where they're dead last. Oh, really? Oh, no, yeah. They yeah. all three have the same. But, I mean, hell, you might have uh, just well, put on like 50 cents or like a dollar. Just <laughs> just Hail Mary that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a waste of time. I expect a little improvement, especially with you know, them fi- switching over to uh, – Ron Rivera? Uh, well, his instead of a 3-4 defense, they're going to a 4-3. So that should fit better with the current players we have. Um. And God, if you, if you add in a Chase Young into that mix, so you have him and Montez Sweat on the both ends, then you have Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, and you know at the D, D tackle position. That's a solid front four. And they're all like twenty five or younger, yeah. so you have your D line for the you know for the next 10, 12 years. Yeah, that, that uh, maybe not, 12, but that is a solid, solid front four. That's a, yeah, assuming like. Obviously, ideally, I, I'm you know I sound like a broken record. I'd rather them trade down and try to recoup some pickups. Because when they got Montez Sweat and last year in the first round, they had to trade back up into the first round and get him, and they traded uh, their second round pick of this year. So they don't have a second round pick. So it's like okay, great, you draft Chase Young, but now you're not picking until like selection number, you know, sixty three or yeah. sixty four, whatever that that pick is. Yeah, and I, I mean I think it's. Kind of, I mean, I think every team outside of Dallas is kind of facing the same thing in the NFC East is like just a shit ton of young players, right? Um, I mean, there's very few like, you know, veterans on that team. Um, you know, you can say the same thing for the Eagles, the Giants, the Redskins. Like, they just got to find where they are 
um, to find their identity. But then, yeah, I think it kind of goes back to what you guys have been saying the entire season is that, you know, just organizations and how they're run. I think Philly just overall has a better run organization. Um, Cowboys, obviously, we know what's going on there. Um, Giants, Gettleman's not kind of a crowd favorite either. And you guys just went through pretty much cleaning house from top to bottom. Um, so yeah, ideally we don't get worse. Yeah. That, that, that it's would really be, hard to imagine. That would definitely be not ideal. Um, but as we kind of close out the NFL, right. I know, you know, looking out into the next couple months, um, we've kind of always spoken about it, but now it's really time to, you know, walk the walk. Um, you know, just thinking about, you know, where we where we kind of take the podcast, right? Like it's it's obviously always been a hobby of ours. We both kind of enjoy football. It's a weekly thing. Um it's a little harder to do that with with basketball and hockey and you know, kind of throwing any other sport in there. Uh it would be nice to do some um some sort of March Madness things, maybe follow some college basketball as once kind of March Madness heats up again, but I don't know. What are you thinking? Like, do we, what, what sports? Well, yeah, right now, that? next month, you, next month, you're stuck to doing, whether it's just gambling lines or talking points or conversations on pretty much basketball and hockey. Um, and just kind of talking about, even if, even if you're no expert in it on either one or both, then pretty much that, or just talk about what are the top headlines, you know, in sports nowadays. And then if you want to talk, um, you know, random things too, you know, whether it be the gambling lines or, what what you had? You know, what was the latest greatest uh, fast food you just had? I mean, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, and then up until we're only a month away from conference tourneys with March Madness, so that that's like usually early to mid March is when it starts up. So that's right around the corner. Then you have the NFL draft and um, you know leading up to in uh, you know April. So that's a couple months, two months away. So you're going to have a lot of shaking and hopefully trades. And yeah. you know, of course that's, you know, dependent on, you know, how people draft is, you know, when does free agency start? I think that's after the draft, I believe. Uh, but I could be wrong, actually. I think it might be before the draft. Um, so you have that. And then by then you have baseball kicking in. You'll be in the thick of the NFL or not the NBA and hockey playoffs. Um, that should be fun. So, yeah, I think that. And then obviously then swinging into the World Series as well, right? Um, no, I think overall it should be... I mean, yeah, I think it is just this kind of middle sort of lull period, which I think even what I'm going to try to do as well, and I've kept on saying this, but I kind of want to get... I mean, it was fun kind of having Mike on, um, but kind of getting more people on um, and kind of talking more, I guess, whether it be sports, but just kind of talking more sort of off the field things. So, you know... We can talk to Mike about, you know, his coaching and kind of how he's doing his whole like fitness thing. Um, I know we can like I think like you said as well, we can maybe just have an episode just on betting itself. Um, I know a lot of our friends keep on asking us like, you know, how to read the lines and kind of what what are good bets, how to like follow trends, things like that. So maybe do, you know, like a dummies edition for uh, for for gambling. Um Speaking of gambling, how'd you how'd you come out this year in uh in NFL? I actually did pr- like fairly all right. Like I didn't come up like a massive amount of money. I mean, I did have some like shitty losses like midway through the season, but I think overall like it was a fairly good season since I started started the podcast. Obviously, 
I think I broke even. Yeah, I mean, I I did. I probably was like a hundred or two hundred above even. Um, but I, I mean, that was also I'm also including like fantasy as well, right? Um, oh well, no, then I'm in in the negative. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, um, and, I, and to be quite honest, we could also fill in the time with you know just follow some XFL, see how that shit goes. Um, I will be very interested to see what the turnout is for the next like two, three weeks, um, especially or two, three home games for all the teams. Cause obviously the first game for all of them, whether it be week one or two, week two, the first home game for all these teams, everyone's going to kind of, everyone will see the latest and greatest, you know, thing that's in their area. And so everyone's going to fill the stadiums and plus they're not even that big. I think some of them are only holding the capacity around 20, 30,000. So it's not like a huge stadium, but everyone's going to fill it up just like they did the first week when the XFL was here 10 years ago. And, and then, but the real thing is like, how much does this really tie into people's lives? Now it's nice being still either Saturday afternoons or Sundays, you know, a lot of people, if it's nice weather, they're going to be like, Oh, it's against uh, football on a Saturday at two o'clock. You know, let's, you know, let's grab the guys or, you know, let's, you know, everyone's, you know, group of friends probably do, you know, fill their weekend with it, but and they're like stupid um, cheap to go to as well. Yeah. It's not too bad, but I mean, it just, but the actual, like the, just the normal kind of run of the mill interest in the actual game itself, not the commodity, but the actual interest in the, to the sport. That's not NFL. It'd be interesting to see. I, I mean, I see it's dwindling a little bit. I don't think it's going to be a sellout, you know, like it was at least for the, DC Defenders first game this past weekend, this Saturday. Um, so, and of course it also drives on the record too. There's only 10 teams, but you know, winning drives butts in the seats. Yeah. And, I mean, it's only for the next three uh, months, which I think just fills the gap right. in like perfectly until. Right. It's a perfect time to put it in. You know, you have the dead period, no baseball, no playoffs yet for either basketball or hockey. I'm, I'm sure they're going to um, get like the residual crowds of NFL, right? Like if, you know, exactly like you said, oh, not doing anything this weekend. All right, let's just spend like 60 bucks and go watch an NFL, like an XFL game. Right. Yeah. So I'm sure, you know, from what I've seen, the way they marketed it and the way they have kind of created you know, the rules and the sport is so much better than they did the original. I mean, the first one 10 years ago is more of a joke. I mean, they literally had to determine who would get the ball first. They would put the ball at midfield and a player from each team would start on the opposite 25 yard line. And then they sprint to the ball and dive for it. And whoever would get it would get the ball first. And multiple times people would get hurt and couldn't even play for the game because they're literally just lounging or lunging their bodies at this ball, hurting their wrists, fingers, hands, arms, shoulders, whatever it might be. And they're out for the game. And lo and behold, sometimes even the whole season because they like, had like an AC joint sprain or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's how dumb it was. Now it's like legit uh, football where some of the tweaks in the rules or the way they play the game is actually something that, uh, you know, the NFL might take in consideration. For example, like for their th- this year's kickoff rules, you have uh, the, the each, I believe it's the kickoff returning team. Uh, they start at this 25-yard line, and then the kickoff team starts 10 yards away from them at the 35-yard line. And so, and the kicker's on the other side of the field. And once he kicks it, the, 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 the kick team cannot start running from that 35. So, again, they're 10 yards away. They cannot start running from the 35 until the kick returner catches it. And that's when they both can engage it. 
Yeah, I mean, they've definitely made it like safer. They've taken like some of yes, definitely some of the critics, like or I guess some of the rules and I guess uh, nuances of NFL football, like where it's gotten a lot of criticism. Uh, they've sort of taken that and made it look like a little bit more, I guess, safer, a bit more fun. I saw that for extra points, you can do a one point, two point, or three pointer. Um, but no, I agree. I, I think we can we can definitely fill in this this void with some XFL, and then I think just. Lastly, as well, I know uh, I know Mike was talking about it, but definitely going to be um, trying like different types of episodes where we just to our whatever loyal 15, 20 listeners uh, have them just like send us like topics or questions to talk about and then kind of do that almost like a people's run podcast or whatever. Ooh, that'd be fun to answer questions. Yeah. And then uh, and then I definitely want to like look into possibly throwing this up on youtube right uh, i mean it'll probably just be my face looking at it so that doesn't mean that i can just now sit here lounging you know like half naked not that i'm half naked right now but you know i just don't have that option anymore if, if i decide to go up on youtube um but you know we'll see you know expand to different platforms um maybe have you sort of sort of run with it see if you can get more buy-in from like others you know you can just run your own little baseball or hockey actually i think hockey would be a better one like if we can get buying from you know like nick and see you know you guys can run your own little like hockey thing every week or some shit like that but right anyway i don't want to spend up too much time um obviously we gotta end on the last question i'm assuming like myself you are not drinking right now fuck no. um on a monday so we will probably have to recontinue this tradition when uh maybe when we start recording again on Thursdays or when March Madness comes around, you know, start um maybe I might try to see if I can uh I know there's like some like um subscriptions for alcohol, maybe try to get like some beers from like the regional areas of like teams that are <laughs> that are in March Madness or some shit. Um but we'll see. As always, Eric, it is a pleasure and that's it. I, I got nothing else, All right. man. Sounds good. Time for Fortnite, baby. Let's do it. <laughs>